Hey everyone, this is Brandon with the Variety Sports Podcast. You are listening to the seventh inning stretch. Now to your hosts, Logan Stone and Josh Edwards. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Seventh Inning Stretch. I'm trying to do that more often, but I sound stupid whenever I do it, so it, it, it's a it's a double edged sword right there. But anyways, my name is Logan Stone, and with me is my co host Josh Edwards, laughing his ass off at me. How are you doing, Josh? I'm good, man. How you doing? Happy Easter. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. It is. I keep forgetting you. You've told me like three times today that it's Easter, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I forget. Anyways. Well, I'm, happy I'm, Easter to you and all of our five to ten listeners. Five to ten <laughs> listeners. It's five to ten listeners now, but tomorrow is going to be eleven. But uh, yeah, so so we're going to be honest. Uh, after Friday's um, show, I was expecting to get fired a little bit. I was I was expecting Brandon, the CEO owner of uh, Variety, to be. <clears throat> to be uh, yelling at me saying that, Logan, you're dis- you're dysfunctional, alcoholic, you have no friends, you'll never be loved and all that stuff. But he didn't. <laughs> and so I haven't prepared anything for this week uh, or this episode, this Monday episode. Um, so we're just going to kind of talk some shit. Uh, <clears throat> we, I have about two topics I want to cover. He's got a couple of topics he kind of wants to cover. Um, we're going to look at some standings because uh, he and I were just looking at it five seconds ago and we we're like, oh, well, that's crazy. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, uh, I guess we can just go ahead and go with the standings uh, right now because um, a couple of things caught our eyes. Um, let's see. We'll start off with the AL East. New York Yankees are winning or have a 5-4 or, or five, actually five. yeah 5-5 five, five. Toronto is 5-4 or 6-4 yeah 6-4 yeah so I'm I need to look up uh you know, I got it in front of me you want me to do the run now yeah yeah you go ahead and do this one all so right so in the American League East the standings as of right now and that's 10:15 Central Time on Sunday night of Easter is Toronto is six and four with a three game with a three minus three run differential, which I'm a little surprised about that part. Um, Boston is five and four. New York Yankees are sitting at five hundred at five and five, tied with the Tampa Bay Rays, and Baltimore is bringing up the rear at three and six. No surprise there. Are they? Seems like Baltimore was, they, has been winning more. Today. They won the series against the yeah, Yankees. Yeah, I know. I thought so too. Yeah. So I. But yeah, anyways, yeah. <laughs> it it may not be updated. It was updated at ten fifteen today. Uh, Eastern. So yeah, it's probably not fully updated yet. So. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Any surprises there for you? I mean, we kind of we we both felt like Boston, New York, Tampa Bay were kind of going to be there. We both said we thought Toronto was going to be good and Baltimore was going to be in the bottom. So that one we're we're pretty much on track right now. Yeah, 
I'm a little surprised that uh, Tampa Bay is is at five and five. Um, I feel like they've had an easier. I can't. Let's see. They had a uh, easier schedule so far. It seems like. Um, let's look here. Say yeah, something fun. Say something fun right now while I'm looking this up. Say something fun. Jesus. Okay. Um, well, Boston's actually got a plus seven run differential right now. The Yankees are plus one. Tampa Bay's even, so that might be part of the problem. Um, hmm. Baltimore's minus nine. I guess my shock really isn't that, is that Toronto's got that minus three run differential. Like, I yeah. didn't see that coming. I figured they're going to be putting up lots and lots of runs with that They're, offense they have. Their pitching has not been as good as it should be. But their offense has been amazing, it seems like, uh, firing on all cylinders. So the the Rays, they played three against the Orioles and four against the Athletics and just finished their uh, a three-game series against the White Sox. Um, mm, wow. That's uh, that's interesting. Um, Orioles and Athletics are not good teams. I will. I mean, the Orioles are not a bad team, but uh, I mean, well, they, are, they are a bad team. But your tune might change when we get down to the AOS a little bit. Are, are, Maybe oh, just man. a little bit. Okay. I, yeah. Let's. Because uh, Oakland's move. a 500 team right now. Oh, by the way, uh, old wounds. Uh, bringing back or putting salt into a wound. Uh, did you see Randy Rosarina uh, make this play, a uh, base running play yesterday? Yeah. Um, so he had a ground ball to uh, sh- the shortstop, and the shortstop overthrew it. So he, uh, Randy Rosarina ran over to first, and then he started to run for second, and he tripped uh, – as the uh, actually, they threw the ball to uh, Tim Anderson, the shortstop, and he started running towards the Rosarina. So he he turns back to first, and then a Rosarina trips, and as he trips, he falls inside the infield towards the pitcher, and Anderson misses the tag, and so he's able to get back to second. It was a fucked up play. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. All right, so I'll go uh, look that one up because I, I totally missed that. Yeah, it was a weird play. Um, it was cool, but it was weird. Um, while you're looking that up, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do the central. Okay. Uh, Chicago White Sox six and three, Cleveland four and five, Detroit four and five, Kansas five, and Minnesota at three and six. Um, Surprised Detroit is under Cleveland. Uh, yep. Cleveland has a plus 11 run differential. That's uh, pretty surprising. I told uh, you you're going to be surprised somewhere down the line there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, they're 0-3 at home. Uh, they haven't won a game at home all year, but they're 4-2 and on the road. I mean, obviously it's one uh it's only one weekend but that's just weird you would think that you'd get one one on the road oh it was against right. the giants okay 
that makes sense. Um, I'm going to talk about Detroit because this goes into my rookie of the year. Uh, I was watching some of the Detroit game, uh, the a couple of the Detroit games, actually. Uh, I watched two of them uh, the other day, and Spencer Torkelson will be the 2022 Rookie of the Year. Uh, write that down. I said it first. I know okay. I'm a week week late, but, man, that kid, that kid is good. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, ooh, man. Um. Yeah, he's I'm pulling up his stats right now. But uh, did you get a chance to look at that? Uh, that no, no, I'm running this on my phone, so I'm having to do it when oh. I'm done. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so, so far he's got in 25 at-bats, he's got two home runs, a double, five RBIs, uh, 387 on base percentage, a 520 slugging, a 907 OPS and a 168 uh, OPS plus. Um, he's pretty – six hits um, and 25 at-bats and how many – five walks. So he's doing he's doing pretty good. He's uh, sitting pretty well. Um, oh, that kind of reminds me of what uh, one of the other topics I was going to bring up today. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the West because apparently I'm supposed to be shocked. Oh my gosh. God damn it. <laughs> Angels are at six and four. Houston is at five and four. A's are at five and five. Seattle, five and five. Ugh. Texas at two and seven. Texas has a. Huh. So Houston is in second place with a negative one run differential, um, which. I'm surprised they're only at, but yeah, uh, yeah. This is a this is some weird, uh, cool stats uh, stats right now. So Oakland has a plus ten differential, which is leading the entire West, which is uh, number two in the entire AL. Yeah, that's the shocking part. That's why I was like, if you look at the West, you're gonna see something that's gonna catch you on guard. Yeah, the Guardians have a plus eleven. Man. That's I told you, and I mentioned this the other day. Cleveland, Oakland have two of the better offenses right now. Really? Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, it's that's weird. That's uh, but I mean, yeah, it is like the first week, so we'll start seeing those stats be more appropriate. But yeah, it's weird. Oh, of to course, see. I agree with you 100 percent on that. But yeah. it's still funny. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's funny and weird and just everything. Uh, who did the Astros play? Oh, against the uh, Mariners. Uh, yeah, that's um, – sorry, I'm looking to see. Angels played a four-game set against the Angels, two-game set against the Diamondbacks, and a three-game set against the Mariners. Um, nice, nice. They lost the series to the Mariners too. Yeah. Lock, split the series with the Diamondbacks. And so they so they haven't won a series since the Angels uh in opening weekend. Mm. 
So that's interesting. Uh, Seattle, I'm bummed that they're five and five. Uh, they had a they had a difficult uh, schedule though. Um, it seems like it seems like they haven't had easy going. So if they're if they're playing this good against um, good teams, of course I say that I'm sure they're gonna they're probably the Twins, the White Sox, the Astros. So that's not that's not too bad. They lost the series to the White Sox. Uh, split the series against the Twins. Astros, they won the series. Hmm. That's because they had Ishiro uh, throwing the first pitch yesterday. <laughs> yesterday yeah. Uh, Texas has a negative 10 run differential. Okay. Which that yeah. surprises me. I thought they would be hitting the ball a little better or – their pitch has just been so bad. I haven't seen a single Rangers game yet. I know they got beat today, eight to three. Um, yeah, so that's my part of it. They play the Angels. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because uh, Shohei had two home runs yes uh, the other day against the Rangers. Um, okay, so the NL East: Mets seven and three, Atlanta five and six, Miami four and five, Philadelphia four and six. And Washington four and seven. Um, hmm. That's hmm. yeah. That's uh, right. Met Mets makes sense being seven and three. Atlanta Atlanta is weird. Uh, they are not playing as good. They're at negative nine run differential. Um, they're just not playing well. They're a really good team. And I will stick by that. They, there's no reason why they should be under 500 ever in the season. Uh, they have such a great team. I'm sure when uh, Acuna Jr. comes back, he's going to start raking and he's going to bring that energy back into the clubhouse. But um, Philadelphia is in fourth place right now, uh, four and six to Miami's four and five. Um, that's interesting. Uh, that they have a negative nine run differential. Uh, they it's probably because of that defense. I, I haven't looked into Philadelphia. Uh, I would have guessed that they were at least three. Um, but yeah, it's that's strange. Uh, Washington Nationals won four games. That's good. Um, I thought they would have won at this point. <laughs> yeah. Do uh, you have any more on the East right now? Dude, Miami's sitting at four and five. I mean, does it shock me? No. Um, but they're plus two in their run differential, which means their pitching's holding up mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, the, the plus 26 for the Mets in the run differential, that's, that's up there. I mean, that's number two in the league. Um, so – and that's only behind the Dodgers, and we all know the Dodgers are the best team in baseball on paper. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> just, I mean, not too far out of line. We knew the Mets and the, the Mets and the Braves were going to be most likely one and two. We both thought Philly was going to be better. Uh, at, but, again, early in the season, we're 10 games in for most of the teams. Um, so, just just not what I was expecting to see after the first, you know, two weeks of ball. Mm. 
So I have some sad news. To, uh, well, not so sad. Um, but apparently today uh, Mike Trout got hit in the hand uh, with a fastball and had to leave the game against the Rangers. Yep. Um, but it looks like the x-rays were negative. Yep, and he's going to be considered day-to-day. Yeah. Uh, damn. So I hope he stays healthy because, you know, I need – I need MVP Mike Trout. He's, you know, I say, I say, you know, Trey Turner and uh, Juan Soto are my favorite players, but you know, I still have a special place in my heart for Mike Trout. I love Mike Trout, even though, you know, last week we didn't pick him in the draft. Um, Don't remind me. I'm a little, I'm a little ashamed of that. How did we all miss it? Yeah. I mean, my excuse is a good one, so I'm okay with that. Uh, I got Shohei, and I couldn't get another Angel. Otherwise, I would have picked uh, Mike Trout right then. But, anyways. I think when you took Shohei off the board, the rest of us completely forgot about the Angels. Yeah. I think Brandon and I just kind of went off and we're like, all right, we got to scramble and find everybody else, and we just blanked on Trout. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but that. Yeah, this isn't the Mike Trout podcast, okay? Uh, now we're moving on to the NL Central. Uh, St. Louis is five and three, but yep. that's not. Are they five and three? Okay, They're five and three with two rainouts. Uh, Chicago is five and four. Pittsburgh five and four. Milwaukee five and five. Cincinnati two and eight. Good lord. Uh, yeah, the Reds suck, and you know what? I'm okay with that because the Reds can go. Uh, you know what? It's not that podcast today. I'm not angry today. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Um. Uh. Yeah. Pittsburgh five and four above five hundred right now. Uh, are they a good team? No. Uh. But I doubt they're going to be sitting at third place much long, much longer. No. Milwaukee at five and five. They. They were. Uh, they haven't been playing good. Uh, I think the Cardinals kind of helped them out uh, in this series. Series, uh, the Cardinals haven't weren't lights out, but uh, haven't been lights out. I should say. Um, but they, uh, I think they just. Let's see. They lost the series to the Cubs. Uh, they. Uh, they lost a. Oh no, they won the series against the Orioles. For some reason, I thought they lost the series to the Orioles. Um, and they split with the Cardinals. Yeah, split with the Cardinals. So they have another series against the Pirates. Um, they better win it. If they don't win it, that's gonna be shocking. Uh, and I think if I'm if I'm the Brewers manager or front office, I'm pushing the panic button but i know it's only oh. the first month i'm if i'm if i know it's only the first season or first uh month of the season but if you lose the series to the pirates you're not gonna do too well well okay I, so let's let's go over this real quick just real quick yeah peralta hasn't pitched a good game yet corbin's yeah. second game was good woodruff's second game was good again we go back to this. We've talked about this on every podcast. Short spring yeah. training. Pitchers' yeah. arms aren't stretched out yet. They're just having a rough start. 
Now their bats are what concerns me because they're inconsistent. As all get out, either yeah. they are smacking the ball away around the field, or they are swinging the bad pitches and not doing a damn thing. So, yeah. I, I I still give them give them the rest, give them another two weeks, and then you can hit panic button. I promise, I won't even okay. stop you. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah, I guess so. I yeah, I, I'm sure I do need to take a. I mean that team. No panic button yet. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Negative thirteen run differential. That's uh, that makes sense because of their pitching problems that you just said, uh, and their offensive problems that you just said. Uh, two and eight for the Cincinnati Reds makes sense. Good. I'm done yeah. with them. Uh, NL West. Dodgers seven two. San Francisco seven two. Colorado six and three. San Diego six and five, uh, Arizona three and six. Um, Colorado being in it—that's interesting. That's um, a shocker. And then I get to eat crow on San Francisco two weeks into the season. They, I said without Posey, they were not going to have it, and they were be searching for leadership and everything I, else. And apparently, I was wrong. Apparently, they're. Uh, they had a number one their number one prospect uh who's a catcher is doing really well whose name escapes me at the moment so uh but yeah it's uh Carlos Rodon he's i think or he's done really well uh i'm going to look him up too while I'm on here uh Carlos Rodon um 2022, he's had a – he's got – in two games, he's gone 12 innings, which makes sense because he's uh, – they're trying to make sure he doesn't hurt any, or hurt himself. He's only given up five hits, uh, no home runs, only two earned runs, four walks, 21 strikeouts, leading the league in that. Um, he's got a 150 ERA, 263 ERA plus, 0.81 FIP, 0.75 WHIP, and a 5.25 strikeouts to walk ratio. Um, he's doing really good, and you know, uh, at the beginning of the season, I was not. I wasn't uh, expecting much from him. I thought he was going to get injured or maybe the 2021 season that he had was kind of a fluke, uh, but he's proven me wrong, and I hope he keeps proving me wrong. Uh, that would, I mean, I like the guy. The other guy was Joey Bart. The, uh, uh, what am I saying? The... Their rookie. Yeah, actually, he's not a rookie. He came up in 2020. Um, but he's got he's got a 385 on base percentage, 591 slugging, 976 OPS, and a 178 OPS plus. He's doing really well. He's a good uh, replacement for uh, Posey, and hopefully, he doesn't get injured like Posey does. Um, Colorado, they're two and zero on uh, away and four and three off at home. Uh, the reason why I say that is last year, they were unbeatable uh, at home. 
they had just they had like the greatest home field advantage I had seen. Um, but yeah, that's uh, interesting to me that they uh, are only four and three at home right now and two and zero oh at the on the road. But uh, San Diego is San Diego. Arizona is doing whatever Arizona can do. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on the West right now. Uh, yeah, I'm, the only thing I had to put in there is I'm a little shocked by Colorado. Um, disappointed in San Diego. So, <clears throat> But they're scoring a lot of runs over there. Their run differential is really nice as, a, as overall throughout yeah. that division, with the exception of Arizona being minus 20. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else is in the positives. So. Yeah, the, the Dodgers, I do have to say, so last night uh, I was watching the Dodgers game because I, I had to watch my boy, Trey Turner, um, my favorite shortstop. If the Cardinals got him, I would I would cry. I would actually cry. I wanted the Cardinals to get him last year. But um, anyways, so I was looking at his stats uh, on the TV, and it said that he hadn't hit a home run yet. And I was like, you know what? Now would be the perfect time for him to get a home run. He's about to get it. And next pitch, I swear on everything uh, on Easter Sunday, he hits the home run, and I'm like, I am, I am amazing against Hunter Green too, uh, who was, I think, only allowed one hit uh, in this uh, in his six innings of work. Right then, uh, he's actually doing really good. Um, anyways, but that's our standings watch that we have going on today. Um, so before, so like I said earlier, um, you have some topics you want to, uh, I think not really topics, but just the pointers that you want to point out. And I have some topics I want to bring up, nothing bad. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and go ahead or go ahead and disclose your topics so as it pains me to say this we need to congratulate josh Hader on getting his 100th career save today against my cardinals Mm. um but at the same time we get to cheer as albert Pujols hit number 681 today a three-run shot deep to left field to tie it up that was the cardinals losing the game it was a great i mean that, that i don't remember who was pitching at that point in the game i think it was the starter and he just left a some kind of a breaking ball or a changeup up high, came across the middle of the plate, and just Albert made him punt, just punished him for it. Um, it was beautiful, loved it, loved it. So I just want to give those two little stat updates because um, we all know I'm a bit of a homer, and uh, I do like to give the opponents credit where credit is due when necessary. So th- those are the two things I wanted to just make sure we got on the record. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, that's, I, I, I had missed, uh, the home run at first. And so I had to rewind it. And then I was like, oh, that's really cool. He tied the game up and that's always nice when you tie the game up. Um, yeah, I'm not going to talk about the Cardinals right now. They're, they're in the doghouse for me right now. We're in the birdhouse. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> well, we'll find then. Um, okay, so two or last week we had two separate incidents, and 
So the topic right now is the unwritten rules of baseball. And so last week we had um, Andrew McCutcheon. I don't think I mentioned, did I mention Andrew McCutcheon getting hit by a pitch last week or on Friday? And then the, the brawl that resulted after it or the, yeah. And then, everybody got all sassy about it. Yeah. Keegan Thompson, Thompson got uh, suspended for three games. And yeah, I think I did mention it, but um yeah, so uh, Andrew McCutcheon had said after that his problem was not that he got hit. He was expecting to get hit. His problem was that um, he the first pitch was a strike. It was down the middle. And the second and third pitches were aimed at him. And his problem was that um, the pitcher – or once you – like the first pitch of an at bat, uh, he was looking like he was getting himself ready to get hit. And then after the f- first pitch, when the pitcher doesn't hit him or try to, or look to like, or look like he even is trying to hit him, um, he's, he's kind of settling in and he's actually, and you can see like the first pitch, he's out of the zone. Like he's barely in the box. He like, he's, away and then the second and third pitch is he's inside the box um trying to get comfortable he's not bracing himself for the hit and he said that you know that's my old school uh unwritten rules thing like once you throw the first pitch and you miss even if you miss hitting me you move on and that's it um and so that was kind of something that was interesting to me and then the next one was uh the Giants were beating up on a team, um, and I can't remember who it was. Um, and anyways, they they were winning the game like by a by a big amount. Um, I think it was the yeah, I thought it was the Padres. Yeah, it's the Padres, and they were winning like heavily in the first two innings and one of their guys uh yeah they were winning 10 nothing in the first two innings um and one of their guys bunted for a single uh in the third inning and that kind of got an uproar and then the guy stole second on the next pitch or next at bat and you know that falls into that whole unwritten rules of baseball where you can't you can't bunt for a hit when you're winning a game and you can't steal like you're supposed to um just kind of you're not supposed to be winning that much i guess you're you're supposed to be winning but you're you have to try to keep winning but you are not supposed to be uh pulling all the stops for it i guess um do you have any thoughts on this? I'm going to go over some of the uh, unwritten rules of baseball that are marked down. There's hundreds and thousands of them. Uh, do you have any thoughts on them whatsoever at the moment? Okay, so I want to preface this by saying, when you text me and saying this is something you wanted to go over, I got super excited. I love the unwritten rules of baseball. Oh, yeah? I do. I think, I think it's one of the best parts of the game um, because it's code. 
Yeah. I, I think I look at more as the code of baseball and how to play the game, and I'm going to say it the right way. Um, <clears throat> so when it comes to this instance, do you want to do so? Which one do you want me to talk about? Um, you can start with McCutcheon and then work your way to the Giants. All right, cool. So with McCutcheon, yeah, if being that, and granted, this was Little League, the rules still applied, and I was a pitcher and I was a catcher. If I needed to hit somebody, you hit him on the first pitch. If you miss him, you move on with the bat and you play the game. You lost yeah. your opportunity. You move on. I, so I agree with McCutcheon on that one. Um, when it comes to running up the score, I think there's a point where you just you got to keep the game moving. Um, if you're beating a team, it's not their day. You, you don't bunt for the single. You don't go steal unless it's a pass ball or an error on the pitcher or the catcher. I agree with those rules. You don't do it. I think it's distaste, distasteful. I mean, this is supposed to be somewhat of a gentleman's game. It does get out of hand at times. Yes, there is the occasional brawl and fight. But for the most part, this game is supposed to have some kind of class to it. Um, so I agree with both of the rules, to be honest with you. There's not many of them you're going to see me disagree with. Uh, there are a few, though, that I think are really stupid. Um, but so, no, that's my take on those two. I, 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 I agree on both. I don't think it should have been done in, in either case. Mm. Yeah, the first one, I agree with McCutcheon. Um I do think that if a if your guy gets hit and they and the Brewers had hit like three of their uh, the Cubs at that point, um, and so they were going to retaliate. I'm surprised that they retaliated with McCutcheon and not Yelich. Um, just shows how sucky that offense is. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, it's it the way it was handled by the Cubs and he was a rookie Keegan Thompson is a rookie and that should be prefaced. So he does, he doesn't know all the, uh, all the uh, rules, right. The unwritten rules, just cause there are thousands and each, each player has a different version. Like Madison Bumgarner, he's, he has like his own set and he's got about 50,000 more than the regular guy does. Um, Justin Verlander is pretty – yeah, he's pretty – like everybody interprets it, interprets it. So it's it's really hard for – so I don't want to – I don't want Keegan Thompson to get in trouble, any more trouble than he's already gotten into. I don't even think he should have been suspended, but it's whatever. Um, I agree with you on that. But, but yeah, I don't think it, he should have been suspended. Yeah, but it was – I think – yeah, I think he, if he had been more um, – seasoned he would have approached it different and i think that that hit i mean the way he hit him was on the butt and that's exactly where you're supposed to hit a guy if you're retaliating um you don't you don't go after a guy in the head ever um you don't go in the ribs um you don't even go in the foot you go in the butt um so that one that one wasn't really big a big deal and I, i i i like a lot of the uh unwritten rules there are some of these that I was looking at and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but some of them, I don't, I think just needs to go away. Um, let's go with your thoughts on the giants real quick. Oh yeah. You already said that. Um, here's the thing for me. Um, and this happened a couple of years ago with the Cardinals um, and gyro Munoz um, against the pirates. 
Uh, the Cardinals got like a lot of runs. Well, let's just go with the uh, Giants right now. Um, the Giants got 10 runs in the first two innings. That still leaves you six plus innings of baseball to play. Um, the Padres, you know, we make, we say that they're a sucky team, but they're not bad. Um, they are more than capable of making a comeback. Um, and, you know, as Cardinal fans, we know more than, I mean, in 2020 against uh, the Padres in the wild card round, um, I mean, we had the lead uh, the first two games. And let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but I never felt that that lead was safe. Uh, I know we were leading up by four runs at one point, and I was like, "I don't feel like I don't feel like this is going to hold." And sure enough, it didn't. And that's mostly because of just the energy Tatis and Machado and all those guys brought. But, um, anyways, yeah, no lead is safe in the first couple innings. Um, in the seventh inning, if you're leading by ten runs, fine. Uh, I think you should just hold off a little bit, just end the game already. You're uh, risking injury to yourself and injury of the other team, and it's just not needed. Um, at that point, fans are just trying to go home. Um, but in the first three innings, if you do it, run, run, run the score, or bunt for a hit, steal base. I think stealing a base is way more okay than bunting for a hit. Um, bunting for a hit, I think, is just stupid but that not just because of that but because of other reasons but um but i think you should never stop never never let up on the gas just because you have a a big lead uh that's just my thing because i've seen comebacks i've seen big comebacks and let me tell you something the team that just scored 10 runs and then you let off the gas pedal and then the other team comes back and wins the game because you became complacent. Um, do you uh, agree, disagree? I mean, I agree and disagree. I mean, so four runs and ten runs is a big difference. One. Um, but, I mean, third inning, yeah, okay, I agree. You don't, I, you don't need to bunt to the base hit there. I mean, unless they are just playing so deep on the corners. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing, and it's just, it's you guys now they're not using common sense. I, I guess I'd have to look at the entire scenario. Stealing bases is stealing bases. I love, and I've said this before, I love when teams manufacture runs. Yeah. But on a 10 run lead in the third inning, you can just play the game. You don't have to go out and be stupid aggressive and try to show the other team up. Yeah. Because we all know in baseball, everybody has a bad day. Yeah. And you really don't want your next bad day to be against the team you just ran the score up on mm. and then come back and do it to you because let's be honest, we love that it creates the uh, the rivalries and it creates the bad blood where it makes games more interesting. But this early in the season with everything that the league's been through, mm. I would look at it as bad etiquette. Now if we're if, if it's July, August and you guys are in a race against each other in the division, that's a little different because you're, you're trying to play the mental game as well. Also trying but, to tire your other team out. Yeah, I mean, so I just this early in the season, I'm just, meh. 
I just, yeah. I just don't like it. I just don't like it as an Anakin thing. Um, take hit the ball when you get the, when you get the pitches to hit on. Watch and make sure you're not swinging at bad pitches and just play the game. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying on a personal level, I just don't care. For yeah. It. Yeah. To be more clear. Mm. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just from oh sorry. Uh, yeah, it's just but one yeah, of those no lead is safe. Yeah, no, no lead, lead is safe, especially yeah. with seven innings left. No lead is safe. Yeah, and I I just I hate the bunt for the hit um, unless it's just on a shift. Um, yeah, it's just stupid. So can I give you a quick example? Yeah, and I'll make it quick because I know I'm yeah. long winded. So Mother's Day, I was a teenager. My parents took me out to uh, Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati because the Cardinals were doing a three-game stretch out in Cincinnati. On Mother's Day, I think it was Mother's Day weekend. I think it was the Mother's Day game that year. Afternoon, first pitch. Reds go up, 8 nothing. People start leaving the stadium. And this is like the first two innings. People start leaving the stadium in the game. My mom and dad and I, obviously, we pay for the game. We're not leaving. We sit there. Yeah. We watch the Cardinals come all the way back and win 10-8. So, <laughs> yeah, I know it happens. Don't yeah. yeah, don't take your foot off the gas, but still, I just don't like the etiquette of it. That's all. <laughs> also, game six. I mean, everybody knows game six. You know, no lead is safe, yeah. and that was only two runs. But still, that's I. I mean, and they weren't giving up, but still, I. If if I'm a manager, I'm I'm not gonna. I think it is so wrong. Like um, Tatis did this back in 2020 against the Rangers, I think. Um, and he was just like, or, and he had a, he hit a home run and, uh, didn't he hit it on like a three Oh pitch too? I, I think it was, it was a three Oh pitch. I, was, I, I, I thought, thought it was. was. And then, um, you know, Eric Cosmer was going to the other team and he was like, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. I'm like, you should never. And especially at that time, Tatis was the biggest thing in baseball. Like, you know, he was so exciting. He was, he brought so much energy to the game. And I thought, you know, you don't tell a kid, you should never tell a kid, don't uh, be competitive uh, in a net bat. I don't care if it's 3 0. And uh, that's actually one of the uh, unwritten rules that I was going to talk about was uh, swinging on a 3 0 pitch when you have such a big lead and, you know, your mean Mercedes did this uh, last year and Tony LaRussa um, in all his infinite wisdom sent him down to triple a because of it. Um, when you know, main... there's one stipulation to this. Yes. He hit it off a position player. Yes. And that was, <laughs> another, that was another thing. Cause the position player I remember was like talking about how he was disrespecting cause it was an unwritten rule. And I'm like, listen, you gave up, you gave up the right, you forfeited the right to complain and bitch about it. When you sent a position player up, you are not a real pitcher. I don't care. There is only one real position player who can pitch, and that his name is Shohei Otani. I don't care about anything else. You're like, you are an idiot if you are taking offense to a guy swinging 3 0 at you. When they're leading ten runs, um, I don't remember what the White Sox game was. Fifteen four, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, that I guy. I agree had... with you on that. 
Yeah, that guy had no reason to bitch about that. But anyways. He, sh- he shouldn't have. But let's be honest. When a position player is out there on the mound, they're obviously just trying to get through the game at this point. Yeah. And how many good pitches are you really going to get to look at? Yeah. So don't get don't get mad if they smoke one off of you. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's – yeah, you're you're not pitching to pitch. You're pitching to get the inning over. Um, but yeah, as for the Tatis one, did uh, the three zero count? Uh, did you have any idea on that one? I don't. I'll be honest with you, man. With it being so long ago, I don't remember all the details. Yeah, it's. But yeah, to me, I just I don't like telling a young kid like that. Don't swing it. Don't don't be competitive. And I know that that's not what they were saying, but that's how translated. If someone was telling me that, I would say, yeah. "Fuck you guys! I'm doing this. I'm gonna not ever stop being competitive." And also, that in 2020 and 2021, that goes into his stats. Um, so a strikeout takes off two points or something off his batting average on base percentage on that stuff OPS. Whereas a home run adds a whole bunch, and that adds to his cam- uh, MVP campaign. That adds to uh, how much money he's going to get in his contract. So it's very important to guy some guys to hit these home runs to make their stats look better, um, or in even hitting the ball. Um, yeah, I I think I think if you you should never stop competing, even if you have a big uh, lead. That's probably the biggest uh, unwritten rule that I have a problem with. Um, so I'm just going to go over these. Uh, pitchers don't feel pop-ups. I've never heard that, but I kind of agree with that. Um, especially I think when it's something we were just taught as kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, um, I think pitchers don't need to be fielding pop-ups, especially when they're coming off that mound. That ground is so uneven. Um I think um, that's something I agree, I agree with. Uh, I don't even I don't know if it's an unwritten rule though. But uh, uh, center fielders call off outfielders, and shortstop calls off other infielders. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's a common sense thing. If yeah, your center fielder is supposed to be your best outfielder. If you yeah, can get there, let Yeah. Yeah, same with shortstop. I think you and I are on the same list, by the way. Yeah. That are we? Yeah. Uh, fan buzz yeah it's yeah. not it's not a bad i mean those two aren't i don't really have problems with uh don't make the first or third out at third base that's another thing that i've always been told as a kid that's something my dad always told me like don't slide into first base and don't make the first or third out at fir- third base um right. yeah don't be stupid like that um take until you get a strike down late in the game um eh. yeah I, I don't like it when people swing at the first pitch um, or swing. Yeah. Swing at the first swinging at the first pitch is also, I think an unwritten rule that people have problems with uh, just because yeah. you're it's like, this is something that I hate Yadier Molina about. And I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, it drives me up a fucking wall every fucking day. <laughs> and it's, like two guys will walk on eight pitches and then Yachty comes up and swings at the first pitch and then grounds into a double play because he can't run. And it's just so infuriating because we had something going. We were cooking with gas 
and then he swings on the first pitch when the pitcher hasn't been swing, uh, throwing strikes. And it's just so, oh, my gosh. I've, I've yelled a million times. It's one of the things that I don't respect Yadier Molina about is he swings at the first pitch way too many times. Um, but it's – Okay, since you're talking about my boy, I want to weigh in here. Okay, fine. <laughs> I completely agree with you. Yeah. Except for when he goes on a tear like he did, uh, was it 19 or 18? And he was or 19 or 20, I think. No, it had to be 19 or 21. And he was swinging at the first pitch. It was back half of the season. He was swinging at the first pitch like 50% of the time. And he was kept blooping stuff into the outfield and picking up singles. Yeah. And I think he got so comfortable doing it that now he's carried it over and it's not working right now. So he needs to stop. <laughs> it, yeah, he he did it a couple times, uh, like for a couple years, and I don't know. It it just drives me insane. I'm just like, dude, just take a pitch, dude. It's fine. Yes, I agree. And I agree. It drives me nuts, especially when especially when most of the time it leads to a a ground out or a ground ball. Ninety or a double play. Ninety nine percent of the time. He's going to not be able to outrun it, which causes the double play and ends the inning. Um, but anyways, uh, on to the next one. Uh, don't throw the bat at the catcher or umpire on your backswing. Makes sense. I mean, I don't think 100%. people doing it. I don't think people do it intentionally. But um, so <laughs> this one, I I think I'm okay with. Uh, never intentionally try to distract a fielder from catching a pop up. Uh, and that's Bush League. Yeah, I I mean, it kind of makes me laugh. But like Alex Rodriguez, when he did that against Toronto, uh, uh, it was it was funny to me. But I I mean, yeah, you don't do it. But it's also if you did it, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know I how like I feel. It. I don't know how I, I feel about. It. Like if I saw it against the Cardinals, I'd be like, "Fucking asshole!" As a bystander, I I laughed when I saw a a Rod do that. Um, The next one, don't no slapping the ball out of the fielder's glove. Um, Yeah, don't do that. That's stupid. And also, the only time I'm okay with this, yeah, the only time I'm okay with this is if the catcher's blocking the plate and you're going to home. Really, I'm perfectly fine with it, and I was a catcher. Like that was my primary position. I was a catcher first, and I was a pitcher second. So you're okay with slapping the ball out of the fielder's glove? If really? only if you're going to home plate for like a game winning, game tying run. Really? Okay. That's the only time I'm okay with it because, in my opinion, it is the catcher's job to get you out. If you can knock that ball, I mean, we were taught it. We were yeah. taught if the catcher was blocking the plate, you put your hands up and your arms up, like forearms up, and you aim for the glove. Because you want to knock that ball loose. Because if he drops that ball, you're safe. That's a yeah. run scored. I don't yeah. like it um, if you're going to first, second, third, and they're throwing the ball. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, that's like pass interference to me. In yeah. But yes, if it's yeah, I love I love with I love collisions at the home plate between the catcher and the base runner. So I'm okay with it there. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. I didn't think you were going to go uh, that way, but uh, that's interesting. Uh, don't step on the chalk. Uh, I don't think that's really an unwritten rule, more like a uh, superstition. superstition. 
Yeah. Um, I never step on the chalk though, because let me tell you something. I do believe in the baseball gods, and they are they will fuck you up if you uh, mess up something. Uh, never cross the pitcher, pitcher's mound. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, Miles Michaelis is the one who comes to mind. He, uh, I want to say it was Juan Soto who who did it actually, uh, who crossed the pitcher's mound uh, when he flew out. And it's, I th- it's just kind of something that, like, uh, going back to that Garrett Cole thing I said last week, uh, pitchers are pretty persnickety and set in their ways, and they're very superstitious. They have to have their dirt just right. Um, everything is perfect. Uh, and having someone come in and step on their perfect little uh, pitching mound is kind of like just fuck you. You don't do it. You don't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's just, so I kind of agree with this. Um, also, why would you do it? You're, I I think people running on the pitching mound is just dumb. Yeah, you you can screw up your leg if you, I mean, hit it wrong or whatever. Um, Roll ankle. You mean you? Yeah. You don't know how that how the pitcher has that dug out behind the rubber, uh, you know, four feet in front of the rubber where the left or right foot comes down, or the front foot comes down during the pitch. You don't know the groove of that. Just just if you're yeah. a young kid listening to this, don't do it. Just don't. For your own safety. You don't want to turn an ankle or an ankle take yourself out of the yeah. game. Yeah, it's just it's 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 dangerous and you know, just take the extra step around. Um hustle around the bases after a ho- uh home run. Um so yeah. I've heard I've heard it both ways. I've heard people who say, like some pitchers, I think uh, Justin Verlander doesn't like it when you run too fast around the bases. And uh, who's the other one? Someone, uh, Madison Bumgarner, doesn't like it when you run too slow. So I don't know what the trot is, like the trot speed should be, but uh, I don't ca- I don't care about this. Like if you're taking if you're walking around the bases. Yeah, that's a problem. Don't, but I mean, just jogging like you know some players do is not an issue to me. Uh, I think pitchers are a little too soft for that one. They're prima donnas, most of them. Yeah. Um. So on this one, I mean, yeah, I don't. If you want to run fast, run fast. That brings the next guy to the plate. I can move past the bad pitch. Um. But if you if you slow, if you're gonna if you're gonna take your sweet time. The only way I'm excusing it is if you just broke a record. Yeah, that's the only way. Because the next time, if you if you slow trot the bases on me, next time you get up, I'm gonna put you on first in the first pitch. Yeah, that's just how it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, um what about um, peeking at the catcher to steal signs? Uh, yeah. Um, I I've never seen a batter do that. I don't. I mean, I don't think this is necessarily an unwritten rule, but more of a that don't be a dumbass. Uh, the pitcher is gonna hit you if you are pe- you're looking back at the catcher at, as he's trying to give the signs. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you should do it. Um, and I don't see many batters doing that these days. Not these days, no. I don't see it much. I think it's it's more of a little league thing. Yeah, um, hustle all the time. Yeah, all the time. 
Yeah, don't. Uh, going back to Yachty, there, there, there was a, there was one game against the Reds, and I think Yachty swung at the first pitch, and he, he hit the ball, and it was a ground ball, and for some reason he was not running. And it was the sixth inning, and it was like a one-run game, and the guy bobbled it, and he, he would have been. Yeah, he yeah he would have if he was hustling he would have been safe and the guy, I mean the guy bobbled it for a minute, and then he looked up at the first base and realized that he wasn't uh, Yachty wasn't running so he threw it, and oh my gosh, I was wanting Yachty to be sat right then I wanted him embarrassed because I mean, you never stop hustling at that stuff, um, this is not the Yachty shit uh, talking. Uh, podcast by the way that's on the other channel um don't rub it uh the hit by pitch area okay <laughs> i guess that's just to show that the you're not you're not phased by the the hit by pitch uh stay away from the batter's box while the pitcher warms up um i think that's just smart yeah i yeah i mean especially if like jordan hicks or uh Matt Chapman, not Matt Chapman, Aroldis. Yeah, Aroldis Chapman is warming up because they are crazy. Um, don't show up the umpire. Yeah, this is something my dad is uh, very old school about. He, uh, whenever it's a three-one pitch uh, or a three-one count, and the batter thinks it's a ball, so he just as soon as the guy throws it, he just starts running, and then the guy calls the um calls a strike. Just which uh, the ump doesn't always think it's a strike, but because the batter was like playing umpire, crossing his territory, he called it a strike just to just to show him who's real boss. But, yeah, you better guard the plate if you try to show up and up. Yeah, um, don't swing at the first pitch if the last two hitters hit a home runs um, slash walk. It doesn't say slash walk, but that's what it should say. Uh, I never heard that one. Um, it's a it's a smart move. Don't do that. Um, Unless they throw it down the pipe. They groove yeah. you one. That's their fault. Take it deep. But I think most of the time they're going to try to throw it outside just to get it. Just to get back to account. But anyways, uh, don't show up your own teammates. Makes sense. Uh, hitting ba- uh, hitting batters needs to stay below the head. Like I said, you always hit them in the butt. That's the that's kind. Of, um, um, yeah, yeah, don't don't, don't injure a guy, even if even if they did something stupid on the base uh, in the game. Don't don't try to injure a guy. Um. Don't talk to a pitcher who's throwing a no-hitter or a perfect game. If you do that, oh, man, Danny Mack, uh, the Cardinals broadcaster, he oh. he always jinxes this crap. because, And he, he says he doesn't believe in jinxes, which is why he always says, yeah, don't say that there's a no-hitter or a perfect game going on, ever. I don't even care if you're sitting at home by yourself playing with yourself. Don't do it. Just stay. Just just shut your trap. 
My dad. So I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead and finish, man. I want to hear what your dad had. Okay, so back in 2014, oh man, this is Logan's reminiscent hour. Um, my dad and I, or my dad was picking me up from somewhere and he said, we need to hurry home. And I said, well, why? And he said, there's something big going on. And it was Adam Wainwright. I think he was like three outs away from a, uh, from a no hitter against the Rockies. And um, yeah. And when we got back, uh, they had gotten a hit and I was like, Oh no, we, uh, I don't think he jinxed it, but I think him leaving jinxed it. So you can all blame my dad for that one. Go ahead. Um, so I just, um, I think this one's, this one's a little bit different for me. Um, really? It depends on the, it depends on the pitcher. I don't think you should not talk to the pitcher. I kind of go back to, um, this might be a little off kilter, but we are the varieties. We are sponsored by the variety sports show. So yeah. like when you're bowling, if you're in six, seven, eight frames and you haven't thrown anything but strikes and you have a perfect game going on, you just don't mention the perfect game. So, if the pitcher is a chatty chatty guy and he's hamming up or whatever, then just don't mention the perfect game to him. If he's sitting there in silence at the end of the bench or in the, in the dugout away from everybody, yeah, don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. But if he's if he's not acting like that and he's a cool, relaxed, chill guy, man, come on, throw that that that's a personal rule that you got to judge who you're talking to and who you're playing with. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why you always see the pitcher on one side of the dugout and then everybody else on the other side of the dugout. I mean, they are scared to uh, – but, yeah, I, I think some of those pitchers are okay with it. But, um, uh, by the way, I've thrown a perfect bowling game. I don't know how because I've sucked at it or I suck at bowling, but there was one day where I just threw a complete perfect game and my sister walked up and she was like, hey, have you missed one? I was like, you sack of shit. Anyways, <laughs> and anyways, but uh, yeah. Um, don't talk to the pitcher. Who's the, uh, rookies are rookies. Don't talk yep. too much. Don't be stupid. Um, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. Uh, don't seal bases if your team – oh, yeah. Way, uh, way ahead or way behind. Uh, if you're way behind – Still I all no, you can. Yeah, I don't I don't see any I don't see any reason why that's a problem. Um uh, sorry, I'm trying to see if there was more to say about that, but uh on the description, but there wasn't really. Uh don't steal bases on three O counts. I don't I don't know what I guess it's just stupid. Um you have a chance of just walking there. Um, but I don't know necessarily why that would be. That's one another one I don't agree with. Yeah. If uh, the pitcher's not looking you off and he's a little wild, especially if he's like bouncing them, I'm yeah. taking off because if that's a pass ball, I pick up second and third on yeah. the walk. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, it says apparently Justin Berlander has a problem with this. And if he has a problem with it, then I believe him. Um, yeah, I, I think I think steal whenever you, if you need to or want to. Um, no crying in baseball, amen. True. I think you should not cry in any sports whatsoever. I something that drives me up a wall is when I see football players in the NFL and college 
and college basketball players crying after they lose a game. It, I, I can't stand it. I'm like, go stop it. Just stop it. Go play in the for that. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Okay, so I'm going to disagree with you on this one just a little bit. Okay. You win the World Series, it's okay to cry tears of joy. You win the Super Bowl, tears of joy are just again, acceptable. You win the World Series, tears of joy are acceptable. Okay. Um, tears of joy two, are fine. Two tears. Two tears. That's all I'm giving you. And you better not be bawling. I, yeah, no I balling. No balling. Yeah, no balling. I don't need you to be being so dramatic about that like some players are. I I, I don't need that shit. I, I agree with you there. <laughs> but you Mendo know, happy they finally got it. I'll take a tear of joy. I'm not going to hate on him for that. Yeah. Um, if a pitcher hits your teammate, your pitcher hits their, one of theirs. Yep. We've come yep, to yep, that. Yep. Never bunt to break up a no-hitter. Uh, yeah, I don't like that one. I mean, I mean, I do. That is definitely an unwritten rule that I like or agree with. Uh, I don't like it when players bunt. Um, unless, unless the infield is just in a shift or something just in uncontrollably other than that i think you need to be hitting on your own merit uh especially in the ninth inning if it's in the sixth inning fine fine i don't care but late in i think seventh inning on i think you need to be hitting on your own uh i think that's really right i agree with you there unless it's like a one nothing game if it's close, oh, yeah, game, yeah. it's a little bit different. Yeah, if it's a one nothing game or even a two nothing game, I yeah. Pitcher, call the pitcher's duel. As long as it's a pitcher's duel and it's yeah. a scoring game, it's close. I'm yeah. fine with button to break it up. Yeah, you're even, trying to win the game. If you're getting blown out, just come on. Yeah, that that is definitely something. Try to hit what the guy's giving you. Yeah. Show us your skill. Don't jinx the no hitter. I've already talked about that. Um, don't watch, admire, or pimp your home run. Um, that's kind of one of those old school things. Um, I think in the last 10 years, that's kind of gone. Uh, that's kind of gone away. I think players are just kind of doing their, I think Bryce Harper really kind of changed all that. Um, he made it cool and now other players are doing it. Um, maybe King Griffey kind of popularized that, um, but yeah, admire your shit. Make it cool. Make do a dance. Uh, oh and same God, with bat, no. same with bat flips. No, Dude. no, no. You don't like bat flips? No, no, no. Okay, so there's only so again. This is one of those things where it's situational for me. You don't ever show up to pitcher one, especially if it's early in the game. If it's hmm. a game winning home run, okay, I can deal with that. But if we're talking third inning and you jacked one. No, because the, yeah. the pitcher has every right to bean you next time you get up to the plate. Yeah, the plate. if you if you do it early, you're kind of an idiot. Um, game winning ones are different, but yeah. no, not mid game. I don't I don't like it. I think it's I think it's bad ethics for the game. I you know I'm a traditionalist because I've said it multiple times. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. It's part of the home runs are part of the game. You're supposed to be able to hit a home run in the big leagues. When you do, act like you've done it before. You're a professional. You're getting paid. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Uh, I mean, I mean, I like it, but it's it's also yeah. There's also like if it happens in the first inning, don't do it. 
Don't be an idiot. Again, um, records, game winners, different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the bat flip. I'm the same thing with the bat flip. I think the bat flip is uh, classless. Unless now, now here's the other situation. Unless the pitcher's been talking smack on the mound, or he's hit a couple of your guys, or something along those yeah. lines, where it's justified. But a bat flip just because you hit a home run? No. Yeah. No. Lot, there's got to be more to it. A lot of the stuff that we were we're talking about tonight. I mean, a lot of it is situational. Like no no situation is the same. There's always going to be context that needs to be. You know, there's one guy who does this, and then that causes this, and so there's like there's some situations where some of these are okay um, to do, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Do not walk in front of the ca- uh, catcher or umpire when walking into the batter's box. True. I didn't know that that was an unwritten rule. I mean, I um, I always knew that they did it, but I didn't know. I wasn't aware of it until I until nearly the end of my baseball career, which was my middle teenagers. Um, so I did it plenty of times without realizing what I was doing. Probably because we were so young, we didn't pay that much attention. But the older I got, the more I was made aware of it and tried not to do it. Um, yeah, that's basically all the ones that I see. Um, I had another topic, but we're already going an hour in, and so and it's Easter, so I want to get drunk and you know um, do some stuff. Uh, but Can anyways, I before we yeah, break, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just because I, I sincerely don't know, I was hoping you can inform me because if you can't, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Why was Boston wearing yellow jerseys with blue trim today? Was that for Ukraine or something? Or no, that's their. Um, I've never seen that one, so it caught me off guard. Oh gosh, what is it called? But it's it's kind of like the um, what the Nationals are wearing. It's uh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, inner city leagues or, or jerseys, um, but it's I think the yellow jerseys are actually um, in a not a memorial, but a tribute to the Boston bombing, uh, Boston Marathon. Okay, cool. So uh, it's it's for something. Yeah, it's uh, I can't remember what the MLB is calling them. Um, I'm looking. I can't remember what they're called, but um, yeah, uh, Nationals just released one that uh, uh, has a rose on it or a flower on theirs. Uh, they just wore those last week. Um. Astros just got their Space City jerseys. Um, yeah, so uh, the Boston Red Sox says, it, so if the, it's yellow, it's yellow. The, uh, the uniforms are obviously a stark departure from the team's traditional red and navy blue. They are designed from the marathon, uh, with the marathon in mind, taking not only their color scheme from the race, but also the inclusion of the 617 patch on the shoulder in the style of the runner's bid. So it's just basically a um, tribute to their own cities, uh, something that their city is known for. So Houston is space city. Uh, I don't know why the nationals are flower. Um, I don't know what the Cardinals don't really have one. Uh, I don't think the Yankees have one too, just cause it's more traditional. Uh, but yeah, 
I wish I remember how what they called him. Um, oh wait, I think I just saw it. Uh, Connect City Connect jerseys. Yeah, that's I'm what they're called. Right now. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, I don't. Oh, like... that's the Chicago ones where um, the, the White Sox have the yeah. South Side and the blue, yeah. the the Wrigleyville jerseys for the Cubs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there, okay. some of them are a little too stupid for me, but... All right, hold on. I haven't seen the Cardinals. I've never even known they did one, so let's see if they have one. I don't I don't think the Cardinals do. Um, Kansas City has City Connect ones, I think. Okay, but, so that's why San Francisco was wearing the, the, the G ones the other day. Oh, yeah, they, they I, have one. I just thought it was a new jersey, an alternate jersey they were wearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Miami has one that's all that's red and with stripes. Um, Boston. Diamondbacks uh, have one too. Oh yeah the uh, the Diamondbacks have uh, Serpientes. I think the Dodgers is like just Los Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, which um, makes sense. Cubs have Wrigleyville. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I love the uh, the Astros Space City ones. I kind of want to get one. Um, I want to know why the Nationals have some, uh, the uh, I'll give you flower ones. National the Nationals uniforms weave together two recognizable elements of the nation's capital: its signature cherry blossoms and the typeface that resembles DC's neoclassical architecture. The uniform also features the city's flag on the sleeve of the dark gray jersey with cream pants. Hmm. That soda one looks nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. It's a little girly, but I mean, I I a little bit now. Now that I see the now that I see it up close, it kind of looks cool for me. Uh, but that's just because I'm looking at sodas. Um, oh gosh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, um, the Boston one, I think I could have done, it should have been blue and yellow, not yellow and blue, in my opinion, but whatever. I mean, I, I think those things are really, uh, I think that's really cool to have a thing to your city. I don't know what the Cardinals uh, ones would be, probably some bluesy thing. I was say, I have to go with music or what else is St. Louis known for? Being Catholic, I think. Outside, of... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think the MLB would allow a crucifix on a jersey. Oh, gosh, um, I'm sure there would be an uproar about that. Oh gosh, um, but no, I, don't, I have no idea. I mean, they couldn't go barbecue. I mean, they have to go music. I mean, they'd have to do something with gateway. I I think the only things that they could do have already been taken, like the St. Louis Blues um, and the Memphis Redbirds. Uh, Memphis Redbirds are like notes, musical notes now. Um, which are is, they really? Yeah. Maybe they, can, maybe they can do one to uh, oh no. Oh no, who sings Johnny Be Good? Born hey. in St. Louis. Oh god, why, why am I blanking it? I went to his birth spot just last year. I went to some great cafe right across the street. You got me on this one. Look at that. Killing me, Chuck Berry. Good Lord, Chuck Berry. Oh my gosh! You know all I can think of was Marty McFly. 
<laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> typically it. Um, maybe maybe one of these cardinal episodes we need to just talk about the city of St. Louis. You would probably I mean, know more than me, but there's a lot of great stuff to do at very reasonable prices. I can tell you that much. It's cool. If you have never been to St. Louis, I'm just gonna put this out there real quick. Plug my city. Mm-hmm. If you need a family vacation for a four day weekend, five, like I'm not talking, come and spend a whole week. There's enough to do and out around St. Louis and outside of St. Louis to fulfill you for a week. But if you got like a three day weekend, you got the Budweiser factory. Mm-hmm. You got the St. Louis Zoo. That's one of the best zoos in the nation, and it's free to go to. You just pay parking. Um, a lot of the things you got, park. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of things. In, yeah. Uh, I th- there's that big museum uh, that are for kids. I don't know if you've been there. I haven't been there. I've only passed it, but oh, um, hold on. You can keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up. Let's see here. You got, um, like I said, you got Forest Park. You got the, the planetarium. Um, Six that Flags one? is 30 minutes away from downtown St. Louis, roughly, give or take, depending on traffic. And St. Louis, Six Flags is not bad. It's gotten a little pricey, but what a museum park has it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's just there's enough to do, and then if you got extra time, you can go down to the Merrimack Caverns. You can, if you got enough time, you can go down to Branson, Silver Dollar City. Um, that the eastern half of Missouri has so much to do. You can go to Hannibal, which, if I recall correctly, and I could be wrong. You know what? I'm not gonna say because I think I'm wrong. Um, I'll be off a little bit. But City Museum. Mark Twain has some. Yeah, City Museum. Uh, Mark Twain has some kind of connection uh, along the Mississippi River in Missouri. Um, I believe it's Hannibal, but don't, don't anybody hold me in the fire on that. It could be wrong. Um, so, yeah, there's my plug for St. Louis. If you get time, go catch Cardinals game, Blues game. Mm. Um, go have fun. Yeah. Yeah, we should go in depth on that. Uh, and get Emo's Pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love Emo's Pizza. I, uh, for my dad's birthday, so uh, every time we go to St. Louis, my aunt, um, she gives, uh, like, brings up a big uh, deal of uh, emos, and we get it delivered, and we have it for the whole week, basically, um, for leftovers. And but, like, I had I sent my dad uh, a two pizzas of emos, uh, and I had it shipped from St. Louis. It is so cool. Uh, I love St. Uh, yeah, I love their what is it? Goat? It's not goat cheese. No, I always it's think Cravel. it's. Prevel, that's right. So it's provolone. It's 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 from it was it was manufactured designed in St. Louis. It's provolone, um, I believe mozzarella, and I want to say Jack, but it's not Jack cheddar. It's they're all put together. It's got a completely yeah. different taste. It's got a completely different texture to it. It's, if you like thin crust pizza, it's edge to edge toppings, covered in cheese. It's lightly sauced. When I say lightly sauced, I don't mean there's no sauce. You can't taste it. There's definitely sauce there, but it's not like Italian-style heavy sauce. Yeah. Um, it's just so, so good. Um, don't listen to David Portnoy. He hates St. Louis, so he get, on his Barstool Ports review, he just destroyed Emo's. He didn't like the crust. I mean, it, it's a thin crust. It's, it's thin. Um, but, man, it's, it's all about the toppings on St. Louis pizza. And then you got to get toasted wraps. You got to get the Provo Bites. Uh, Provel Bites, excuse me. Uh, it's just, yeah, uh, it's a delicacy for me. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't think Andy's is a St. Louis thing, but I've only seen it in St. Louis. Um, Andy's frozen custard, that's amazing. Oh, and uh, Tom, oh my gosh, not 
I need to go back to St. Louis because Are I keep talking forgetting. about the ice cream place. Yeah, Tom, uh, it's um, it's not Tom. It's Tim. Oh my gosh! I was just having a conversation about this yesterday, and I'm having a brain fart. Tedros. Um, Tedros. Tedros. Yes, it's Tedros. I, was, yes. I almost said J- JD Drews too. <laughs> like, That's the uh, to Cardinals if you're a fan, oh, fan yeah. long enough. Yeah, uh, up in Atlanta. Ted Drews. I mean, the Ted food Drews there is just taxes. amazing. The hill, like, oh, the hill. Yeah, we oh, need to gosh. save this for our St. Louis episode. Yeah, we need, sorry guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need to go. I mean, we're we're in an hour twenty minutes right now. Um, yeah, so uh, that'll wrap up this episode. Hopefully, next week we're more prepared. Friday. Uh, I guess we'll see you next on Wednesday. Wednesday for our Cardinals episode. Cardinals episode. Not much to talk about there, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. Ouch, burn. <laughs> I, I got some stuff to talk about for Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Especially if we don't see something on Tuesday, something different on Tuesday. There's definitely some things I want to talk about um, for yeah. our Cardinals fans. But we, speaking of all the stuff we just listed off for St. Louis, we should totally do an episode if anybody wants to chime in or leave us a message. We could do our favorite stadium foods from the different stadiums we've been to. Mm. That'd be a fun list to do. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to, you know, shoot us a message or shoot Brandon, our producer, a message uh, about anything you guys would like us to cover on one of our shows, uh, more than welcome to take suggestions and, and do anything that you guys want to hear. Yeah, let's uh, let's give uh, the audience Josh's phone number so that they can <laughs> blow him up. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go take a nap and get drunk. So, um, not in that order. Uh, Josh, happy Easter. I hope to happy see Easter, you. Buddy. I have to hope to see you and not see you on Wednesday. Uh, Bye, Felicia's. Adios, amigos.